This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1234. Don't work like a dog for IELTS vocabulary. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Work comes up on IELTS all the time in speaking part one, part three, writing task two. Learn how to talk intelligently about work ethic and culture, as well as four idioms that work on IELTS speaking. This podcast has helped thousands of people get the scores they need on IELTS with two new free episodes every week. You get advice on everything IELTS from idioms to academic vocabulary, grammar to pronunciation, and even test strategies for every part of the exam. Don't miss an episode. Hit follow right now. Aubrey, um, would you say that Americans have a strong work ethic? Yes, I think so. Most people I know, especially of my age, my generation, it's hustle culture, right? We work hard, totally. play hard, definitely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, it's, um, you know, a lot of people have this discussion about their culture, whether we, we work too much or not enough, or if you're lazy or even generationally, like a lot of people say, oh, millennials, you work ethic is so poor, whatever. Um, but this topic of work ethic, this comes up a lot in different contexts on IELTS. And that's why we're bringing you a special business episode today from All Ears English. Yes, and it's going to be so great for IELTS speaking because you're going to learn four idioms with the word work. And these can be so useful for that idiomatic language that you have to use on IELTS speaking. Totally, totally. Um, so just to throw some IELTS topics out there that you guys uh, can use this information on and this vocabulary on. Um, questions about culture nation, uh, work, business, work-life balance, for example, like that comes up a lot in writing task two, that work-life balance thing. So definitely guys, listen to this conversation so you can start developing your own opinions, your own ideas about work ethic and culture and how it connects. And also, of course, write down the four idioms they teach you with the word work. So remember guys, this is a business English podcast from All Ears English from the new Business English podcast, the whole show by itself. Uh, so before you listen to that, guys, go ahead and search All Ears English, Business English, and follow that podcast. And Aubrey and I will be back after the episode to tell you about our favorite idiom. Awesome. Let's listen to the episode. Good morning, Michelle. Happy Monday. How are you doing today? <laughs> good morning, Lindsay. I'm good. How are you? I am good. And Michelle, I want to start with a question for you today. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here's the question, Michelle. Do you work like a dog? 
<laughs> That's a good question, Lindsay. Um, sometimes, yes, I definitely, sometimes I work like a dog. I have a lot of stuff to do, um, get very busy. And, uh, but you know, it's good. It's good to be busy. How about you? Mm, well, yeah, I was going to say, Michelle, I think you're a really hard worker. And I think that's good. Like, I, I find a lot of merit in, in a good, solid work ethic. You know, it's kind of an, it's a bit, it's, I, I feel like in some ways it's becoming a bit of an old fashioned thing, unfortunately. Mm. But I still think that a good, solid work ethic is the only way we can become successful in life and get good things done. But yeah, what do you well, think? Thank you. I think you're a hard worker too. Definitely. Yeah, I, do. I work really hard, but I love my work. So that's the important thing. That's why we want to choose something that we love. And we talk about that on this show all of the time. Right, Michelle? Right. Right. Yeah. It's really important that, you know, you feel good about work. It's, it's, it's hard to find something that you feel that good about. And sometimes, you know, you may not be able to do what you really, really want to do. But if you can try as hard as you can, that's the best, I think. Yeah. I mean, there are certain realities around the world and we realize like it's not, easy for everyone to immediately get into a position or a job that they love. But I think that we can still always be striving towards a better a career life that really fulfills us, you know, and, yeah. you know, we change as people as we get older and we have to recognize that maybe our interests change. So but today, Michelle, we're talking about this concept of the idea that Americans live to work. Do you think mm -hmm. that's true? I think so. What do you think? I, mm. I definitely have found that. Well, I've had this conversation with a lot of my European students, especially mm -hmm. Western European students. And they always say Americans live to work. And in other parts of the world, we work they, to live, right? <laughs> yeah, we work to live. Yeah. I remember when I went to study abroad in London, actually, and I was doing an internship. And I remember one of the first things I never forgot it from our internship course, we had a course as well. And mm -hmm. they said they put up a like a quote on the board that, that you know said, Americans Americans live to work and I don't know if it was Europeans or the rest of the world. I don't know, but work to live. And yeah. I remember I, that really um, stuck with me. I, I never forgot that one. So I know it's true. Well, and, and I think everyone has a different opinion about this. I don't think either way is right or wrong. You know, that's not mm -hmm. what we're here today to say. It's just that it's really interesting to tease out our, our thoughts on this. And I think it comes back to these basic kind of uh, psychological differences across cultures, right? There are some different cu cultural ways of looking at life and looking at the world. And it comes back to this sense of where is our control, right? In our mm. mind, do we have an external idea of control or an internal idea of control, right? So what does that even mean, right? <laughs> that sounds really Yeah, I was really going to ask you that. That's very profound. <laughs> what I does that mean? I had to wrap my head around that one. Can you yeah, explain more? Well, I mean, it's really interesting. So we talked about this a little bit in my graduate program on uh, intercultural communication and the Pew Research Center, which we we cite a lot on this show, did a little research and they found that 57 percent of Americans disagreed with the state this following statement. Success in life is pretty much determined by forces outside of our control. So that means that a higher percentage than most that that is actually a higher percentage than most nations and it's far above the global average which is 38%, right? Hmm, so what does yeah. that mean, Michelle? I mean that what where do Americans think success is success starts? Right. So it means that, you know, we be, uh, Americans believe that it's in our control to be successful, right, Lindsay? Right. So if you believe that, what are you going to do? 
you're going to work for it. Exactly. I think that that's a really important thing to think. And again, it's so hard to talk about American culture because it's such a huge culture. Everyone is coming in from different parts of the world, immigrating here. Our families are from different parts of the world. We get messages in different ways. But again, this is a, a you know, it's a research study and they've looked at the real numbers and there are some numbers behind this. So I think that's really interesting. I mean, what about you when you were growing up, Michelle? What was the um, message that you got from your parents in terms of hard work? Yeah, well, my my parents uh, both they both work really really hard, um, mm-hmm. and so I definitely grew up with this mindset of well, that's gonna be me too, right? So I think that yeah. they definitely gave me a good work ethic, um, but they definitely also believe in you know taking some time to travel and take vacations and to relax. But definitely, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely hard work. What about you, Lindsay? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, as I've said on this show before, my both my brother and my dad, are, they're both entrepreneurs. Um, my dad has an optometry business and my brother has uh, owns a bar and he's also been a DJ. He's had a DJ business. Wow. He had a DJ business when he was like 15. He bought these oh, big so cool. speakers and started DJing weddings, like adult weddings oh, when he was God. 15. So, you know, he, I think it was really in our upbringing. My dad used to say to me when I was seven, he would always say things like, be your own boss. Be your own boss. Don't work for anyone. He was saying that to me when I was seven or eight. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And so I saw him working hard. But anyways, I want to go back to one more statistic just to go just to ground this in something. You know what I mean? Because yeah. otherwise we're just throwing out our own ideas. But here's a quote from this survey. It says, true to the stereotype, surveys show that Americans are more likely to believe that hard work pays off. When asked on a scale of zero to 10 about how important working hard is to getting ahead in life, 73% of Americans said it was a 10. Wow, that's wow. really high, isn't it? Or very important <laughs> compared with the global medium of 50% among the wow. 44 countries that were surveyed. So, but I mean, you know, there are other barriers to this, right? Around the world, there are certain things that may cause us to feel like success is not in our control. Like what could some of those be, Michelle? What do you think? Uh, that success is not in our control? Yeah, exactly. I mean, things like corruption. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. What class you're in. Right. Right. Class differences. And that still exists here. And I think in certain countries, like moving through the classes is, you know, is easier or harder. I mean, and there's racism, there's prejudice, there's homophobia. Yeah. There are real things out in the world, both in the U.S. and in the world that might cause us to feel like we don't have a chance at success. So we're not going to work for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. This is deep. <laughs> this is deep, Lindsay. I think it's interesting. I can't yeah, help but go deep. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? Like in life, I I like to look below the surface, right? If we're always just living on the surface, what's the point, right? We got to look at right. why we're doing things and examine yeah. our our behaviors, the way we look yeah. at the world. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love learning about this. You know, the yeah, exactly behaviors of different people and why. I know it's very, uh, you know. We should have studied psychology. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did an undergrad in psych. What did you oh, study? Well, there in, you go. What did you study, Michelle, in your undergraduate degree? I studied theater. <laughs> oh, perfect. We are a great combination. <laughs> there you go. But I always found psychology to be so interesting. Like, I wish I had taken some courses in that. Yeah. Well, the other thing they say about psychology is the kind of major for people who don't want to decide. It's, <laughs> you know, it's the major, the default major in colleges in the U.S. for people who don't know what they want to do. They just go That's into psychology funny. because psychology is present in everything in our lives. Right. Right. Yeah. There are a lot of uh, a lot of places you can go with that. 
business English vocabulary and strategies will also help your IELTS scores and your life after the test. Right now, search for All Ears English Business English in your podcast app and hit follow or go to allearsenglish.com slash try. Yeah. So last week, Michelle, we talked a little bit about gun violence in the U.S. Remember that episode? Uh-huh. Yeah. And we talked about how the word gun or these concepts of guns are present in our language. So I want to do that again for this word of work and the concept of work. Let's talk about how we use it in our language in American English. So we, okay. we introduced one of the phrases when we started today. What was it, Michelle? I asked you. Oh, you said, do you work like a dog? <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's a real phrase that we use, isn't it? I mean, do you use this phrase? Yeah, definitely. It makes me think of the Beatles song, right? A Hard Day's Night. No, I don't know that. Well, when do Lindsay. they say? Oh, <laughs> what do they say? Is there a line like it's work like a, a dog? It's been a hard day's night and I've been working like a dog. Oh, so cool. I love it. I love it. You know the Beatles well. I'm not so familiar with the Beatles. Oh, you got to listen. <laughs> I know. I have to. And so another one is... To work yourself into the ground. Whoa. Yeah. That one's not, that one's depressing. It's a little bit depressing. But I, don't know, <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I think it just depends on what you're working for. Again, it goes back to, and the other thing is that in this culture, I mean, the whole narrative in the culture is that the, the, the culture is waving like this carrot in front of us and saying, Oh, uh -huh. you could, you could reach this level if you did this, you know, right, and, right. and whether that's true. Or whether it's not true, a lot of people keep, you know, they envision themselves kind of, we have this expression, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You know that right. one? Uh, yeah, I don't say that one really, but I've no, I know it. Mm -hmm. I mean, my yeah. dad was born into a lower middle class family. Mm. I mean, his dad worked on the streets. He drilled the streets as a, like a, a construction man. Uh -huh. And he worked himself up to wow. more of an upper middle class family like building up a business wow and that's wow. a good example but he's he's a white man a man and mm -hmm. white. i mean there are real issues of even you know sexism oh yeah um classism you know racism i mean so i don't want to deny that there aren't issues right 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 yeah yeah so it's really interesting so what's another idiom michelle that we use Okay, uh, there's one. This one's cute. Working hard or hardly working? Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Why I, did? Yeah, yeah, that's funny, right? Why did you say working instead of working? Because it's kind of you know, it's a it's a cute way. It's a a more casual way of saying it, and mm -hmm. it's kind of a cutesy phrase. What do you think? Yeah, it's cutesy. I mean. Casual is definitely when we drop that G on a lot of verbs, our listeners probably know because they're at this upper intermediate level. It just it's a way of making it sound casual and fun. Are you working hard or right. hardly working? <laughs> yeah, it makes me think of have you heard of work hard to play hard? Yeah, yeah. Work hard and play yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Definitely. Are, is that yeah. what you do, Michelle? Are you a work hard, play hard type? <laughs> I, uh, no, I'm not really a play. I mean, it depends what you mean by play hard. I mean, all work and no play, right? That's from, yeah, um, yeah, right. Silence of the Lamb. No, it's not Silence of the Lambs. That's from, um, oh, what is that movie with Jack Nicholson about the hotel? He was crazy. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh, geez. Forgot it. Well, we'll have to get get that on the blog. So, guys, you can come back to our blog and we'll try to cite that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. The Shining, oh, the Shining. The Shining. Yes. The Shining. Oh, whoa. Did we both remember that at the exact same time? We did. We did. That's that a was, classic that horror movie. Yeah. Here's another one, Michelle. Are you ready? To buckle down. That's okay. Nice... Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this that? This one is common, I think. 
is really common. You need to buckle down, right? Your exam, your IELTS exam is coming. I'm sure some of our listeners, <laughs> that will yeah. ring true for them. It's time to buckle down, get into a good system, right? And, you know, get like ready for the exam. And be disciplined. Yeah, it's a nice mm-hmm. phrasal verb there. Buckle down. Doesn't make any sense logically. I know. I'm thinking about that. Like, what does that mean? Like, right? Because we buckle, right? What does that yeah, verb we're mean? Like strapping ourselves to. When you buckle, you're like closing your jacket, right? You're you're buckling your jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It doesn't make I mean, any sense, but fine. Another one that I like <laughs> is when you're on a team. Michelle, have you ever been on a team where someone wasn't pulling their weight? I think everyone has been in that situation. But what about you? Well, especially if you've been to graduate school, because in graduate (laughs) school these days, they put you in groups all the time. And there's always someone who, oh, my God, I have a full time job. Well, everyone has a full time job in graduate school. (laughs) 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 You know, there's always someone who can't do the work for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to sound bitter. So no, the expression, (laughs) the expression there is to pull your own weight, right? Okay. All right. So. Let's so, practice. Let's have a conversation. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. All right. So, Michelle, are you still working on our episode planning for next week? Gosh, you've been working yourself into the ground lately. I mean, what's up? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, I have kind of been working like a dog, but I feel like now that we're getting into 2016, I need to buckle down, right? <laughs> I mean, we have a lot of goals for All Ears English this year. I mean, everyone on the team needs to pull their own weight, but I feel like you're going overboard, Michelle. Come on, take the weekend off and we'll get back to brainstorming on Monday. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Lindsay. (laughs) Good. Yeah. It's important to take the weekend off, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to have some time. Yeah. So, I mean, this has been an interesting episode and I think that there'll be a lot of comments from our listeners. Guys, I would love to know what you think personally. You know, do you think that success is inside our control or is it outside our control? You know, let us know. Come back to our blog. Come back to allearsenglish.com. Type in 450. Go into the comments and leave us a comment. Let us know your work ethic. Do you work like a dog? Do you think that you can become successful if you work hard or are there other things that are preventing your success? Let us know. We want to know. Let's have a conversation about this. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say. I know. Sounds good. All right, Michelle, (laughs) let's wrap it up for today. I'll see you back here tomorrow. All right. See you, Lindsay. All right. Bye. Bye. Um, Aubrey, what was your favorite idiom from the episode? I love um, live to work, not work to live, right? Mm-hmm. I think work-life balance is so important, not only for the IELTS exam, but for life. So it's like a win-win here that you're learning this great vocab for IELTS and also these great tips on getting that work-life balance. Totally, totally. Um, and guys, they really go deep in this episode talking about the barriers to working as hard as one wants to. I mean, it's not always about your own personal work ethic, like how hard you want to work. Sometimes there are outside barriers preventing you from work, like class, racism, sexism. All of these ideas, guys, are so impressive. And you have to be able to think about this and talk about this in English to really impress the examiner, to go deep into those advanced topics that you might get in speaking part three or writing task two. Yes. And also the idiom, pull your own weight, would be so useful on the exam, right? It's definitely idiomatic, rare enough to be interesting. And you can say, you know, I always pull my own weight at work and at home. I work hard at the office and then I come home and I'm making dinner and taking care of my kids. You can see how you could use this for lots of different questions.
Yeah, that idiom, guys, to pull your own weight. That could be used in speaking part one in so many different answers, guys. But obviously just use it once. You don't want to repeat it. But definitely, guys, listen to today's episode a couple times. If you miss something, listen again and take notes. And remember to follow the Business English podcast, the new show from All Ears English, because, guys, English isn't just for IELTS. All of this stuff will help you on IELTS for sure, like you could tell from the episode today. But remember that English is also about your future. So tune in, guys. Follow that Business English podcast. Awesome. Yes, go to allearsenglish.com slash try, T-R-Y, to check it out. Thanks, Jessica. This was really fun. Awesome. Super fun. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.